Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Ever wonder what it takes to rise from a front desk role to becoming the VP of an industry-leading organization? Get ready to be inspired by the remarkable journey of Jenny Gift, the newly hired VP of Member Services at iSigma. Jenny's story is a testament to the power of perseverance and the magic that happens when you seize every opportunity that comes your way. Jenny Gift, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me, Tom. Yeah, this is exciting. So for anybody who may not possibly have a clue who you are, which I'm doubtful anybody in this industry doesn't, but if they don't, can you give me your role and the organization you work for? My role is VP of Member Services, and I work for iSigma. Okay, so that might be new for people listening, but before you, we get into that role at iSigma, because I really want to dig into that, which is apparently a pretty new role, let's build context for your life in this crazy old rim world. So I know a little bit about you because I've known you over the years, but take me back to around August of 2000. You just got a new job. Tell me back in August 2000, what was going on, who you got a job with, what your life looked like back then. Well, August of 2000, I was actually a temp to hire for Paxton, which is a rim service provider in the Washington, D.C. metro market. I had worked for him for three months, and they kept me as a full-time employee. And I started on the phone and then worked my way up. So what did you think? Like, let's go back there and your attempt, because Paxson also has moving, don't they? Don't they have Correct. a moving division? Yes, they have a moving uh, division. And you're yes. in their record storage division. You're hired Correct. into the record storage to, to answer phones. So what was your impression of what this whole thing was the very first time you went there? So I walked into this facility and the first thing I thought was Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, the boxes, everything, it was all very new to me. And I had never in my career prior to that had been in a record storage facility, had never even heard of Iron Mountain or the large players at that time. And I was excited to try something new. And they took a chance on me. Obviously, I was fresh out of college and the Paxtons were like, okay, we like this girl. We're going to hire her to answer our phones. And then three months later, I was their customer service rep. And then three months after that, I was the operations manager. So it was just, I slowly moved way, way up. David Paxton actually said to me, you have to start on the phone and I want you to work every possible position so you understand everything within the organization. Right. And that included, that would include, I'm guessing, things like learning industry software, learning Correct. all kinds of stuff, right? So give mm -hmm. me a sense of some of the things you've you know, looking back now from this far back, that's over 20 years ago. What what do you remember as those kind of big, hairy, crazy things you had to learn? So at the time they used RSWIN, which was a DOS product on yeah. O'Neill's platform. I believe that's actually when I first met you was at an O'Neill user conference. That's right. And yes. so I had to teach myself how to use the software because they didn't have like online training at the time. They didn't have virtual training that you could just take, log right. in, watch it online. And I taught myself the software and then I slowly started going to, you know, learning seminars that they put on, would go to user conferences, interact with other users that use the software. Then, I mean, I would unload the truck. I would help shred. <laughs> I, would do, I, I literally played every role in the warehouse. 
And so what was the, the nature of the shredding operation? Because obviously the record storage operation is boxes in, boxes out, files in, files out, store. What was the nature of the shredding operation that you were part of? At first, we did not have a shredder. But then in 20, I think it was 08, we purchased a plant-based operation and then started offering off-site shredding to our customers. Okay. We literally started with our customers first and then we would worked with Shred Nations and then started to gain a group of customers that were just shredding only and went from there. So it was been on the trucks, route, reoccurring services, all those things that everyone in this industry deals with on a regular basis. Right. So you really got to know because you somewhat ran that division, right? Not just the mm -hmm. shredding division, but the RIM, let's call it the RIM services division, record storage, shredding. What else was Paxson doing at the time that, that was part of the world that you managed? Scanning. So okay. we offered scanning. So Pax, the division of records is, uh, was its own entity outside of the storage and, you know, moving. Yep. So aside from that, I actually was the representative for records for ISO certification. So we were involved in ISO 9001 and 14001. So I became familiar with certifications, et cetera. And then, hey. yes, and then I joined the I-Sigma at the time was NAID um, conference committee. Right, right. The NAID conference committee. And so you're running this division, you're learning certifications, you're involved in NAID. So you're getting a comprehensive industry education. And like you said earlier, you and I met because that you were going to conferences, you were involved in a whole bunch of stuff. And in that you're becoming, you, I mean, in many ways, though you're not the owner, you, you have full access to all the stuff that's going on and you're acting and living in many cases like you own the place. Correct. Yes. People Ish. thought I was a Paxton daughter right. for the longest time until they actually would, you know, ha we had a conversation. Right. right. Yes. I, I recall that part of your journey. So <laughs> as you think about it now, going back for all of those years, and then we'll, we'll kind of move on in your story. But what were some of the especially early lessons, not so much about the industry, about yourself, about the world at large in terms of professional life? What, what were some of the big lessons you got from Paxton? My biggest lesson, I think, was creating a culture for my team. Like, I always wanted my team to know that I would do the same things they would do. So, like, when the truck came back for the day, if it needed to be unloaded, I was out in the warehouse wearing heels, unloading the truck. It didn't matter. I was out on the routes with them, delivering. I wanted to make sure that I understand understood what they were going through on a daily basis. It created... And a, a relationship that the longevity, I pride myself on that stat. They're still there to this day, 10 wow. years, longevity of like 10 plus years. And that's great for them and for the organization. I took away from that, that relationship building is the key to success and never say no. Like if a customer calls you up and they are, it's outside of what your standard service offering is, have a conversation and make sure that, you know, you understand what they're asking for. And then at the end of the day, you're going to win them as long as you can kind of pivot and provide them a service that they're looking for. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So going back to culture, because I think culture is a piece that so many people work on and try and figure out. Was there anything else besides being in heels and unloading trucks or the relationship building side of it that you implemented to help with culture? What else, what else cultural implementations did you do that you felt like mattered? 
Um, having a, you know, a standing meeting every day, making sure you said hello to your staff, open door policies, obviously team working, building experiences, you know, as long as you work together as a team, you're always going to be a team. Right. That's really cool. So I, I know enough about you that that journey at Paxton came to an end and you went from the industry side over to the vendor side in the industry, from being part of the industry to being a vendor to the industry. So tell me a little bit about the transition, the move, and the experiences you've had up until kind of where we're talking now. So okay. give me a sense of the journey from leaving Paxton through now. So in 2018, I made the move from Washington, D.C. area to Denver, Colorado to work for Shred Nation's Record Nation. At the time, they were looking for someone that understood the industry, had been in the industry as a service provider, had worked with their leads, and could come in and represent another side of the industry for them because they had never run a commercial storage and shredding business. So I kind of came in as their industry expert. Yeah. What I learned from that was that I was able to hone my skills on helping businesses grow, not necessarily my customers grow in a sense, but to help others grow. And I was able to talk to regular service providers on a daily basis, chat with them about the issues they were dealing with, make suggestions, enhance their service offerings, and then help them grow. And after that, I moved to a company called CSR. Both companies which aren't that well-known in the industry, which is kind of, right, both very well-known in integrated companies. So what did you do at CSR? CSR helped me learn the other side of the industry that a lot of us don't think about on a daily basis, but now I'm really, I've, you know, become to very educated on it was the cybersecurity and data security side of the spectrum and the regulations, the requirements, the breach notification issues that we deal with on a daily basis, but yep. don't understand what could affect your business if you weren't to respond in a timely manner. Right. Right. And fiber liability, insurance, all of those things that like we only talk about maybe once a year when we fill out our application to renew our insurance. Those are all things that I was able to hone and understand a little better. It also gave me an opportunity to offer our industry another service offering that they could provide to their customers. Right. And what I what I'm aware of is this move from being within a company, running a company to being a vendor and bringing your expertise to the vendor and then having a multitude every day, undoubtedly, of conversations with industry people, both at Shred Nations, Record Nations, and then at CSR, you're building this really diverse network of perspective that starts to become right. really evident in you. Absolutely. So, you know, somebody will call me up and say, hey, dude, who do you know in Georgia? And I'll rattle off a name and they'll call them and they might need them for a sub or something. Like, it's kind of like where in the world is Waldo, but in my head for like for yes, you know where Waldo is in your head. <laughs> yes, yeah. Shredding Waldo records, Waldo, right, whatever exactly. you call them, they're there. Yes, very Absolutely. cool. So in 2020, you jumped into the association side of things as well. So give me a little bit of the story about what happened in 2020. 2020 is when I became the Mile High Denver Arma chapter president. But prior to that, I'd always been part of Arma because it it was a networking tool for me. In D.C., I would go to meetings in the Northern Virginia chapter. The people that attend ARMA meetings are your customers right. from the other side. 
And so I felt like it was important to be involved and understand from the other side, their perspective. I proceeded to get my CRA, which is a certified records analyst. I was on the board in Denver, well, in DC. And then when I moved to Denver, I reached out to the chapter and was voluntold that I was gonna be the education director. <laughs> so then I joined the chapter as the education director and was putting together all of the monthly meeting education speakers. And when COVID hit, the incoming president wasn't able to serve. And I was the individual that stepped up and took that position. And I served as president for two years <laughs> in a virtual environment. We put on uh, meetings on a monthly basis, virtually. And then in 2022, I passed the torch on to the current president. Dang. Okay. <laughs> so Arma, you jump in feet first and, mm -hmm. and you, you fully play that role. But I also happen to know, because I was involved at this point in a fairly significant way too, is you walk onto the iSigma board at that well, point. I don't know that I walked on. I earned that one. You absolutely did. You 100% earned it. And then you walked into that board, which right. is an interesting, right? This is post-merger. And you're now sitting as the vendor representative, uh, sure. corporate partner representative, mm -hmm. I, I think is the right way to say it, of iSigma. So tell me about your experience in that role, especially because that's the point in time where the association has you know, right. just recently merged. So I was the first vendor corporate partner representative, elected representative yes. to the board and literally joined in the middle of COVID, ended up in a runoff election, the first of the industry, the association's history and won. I joined in a virtual environment. We actually worked with you to make sure that, you know, board members understood their role, et cetera. And then we started to plan strategically for the retirement of Bob. Yeah. And so I was involved in that process. We had a couple in-person meetings as COVID, you know, as things started to open back up again. But my time on the board allowed me an opportunity to get to know the board members more, to understand the other side of the association that many don't see, right. and really dive in and understand how I could support the membership on a, a different level. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been like to me watching watching your journey over the years. It's been really cool to watch the progression evolution from, like you said, being part of a company to actually running this division for Paxton to going to a couple of different corporate partners, vendors to the industry, then being involved in both really the major associations related to the RIM service industry, one being ARMA, the second one being iSigma, actually fulfilling a significant board role as the vendor partner, corporate partner. So much, like, I feel like you, not only do you know where Waldo's in your head, you now know, because a lot of people in, in association side come from that perspective. A lot of people in the vendor side have only ever been there but you have this really unique balance of you've played all all different roles and you really have a perspective that very few people have. So that leads into an announcement a couple of weeks ago that showed up. Tell me about the transition to iSigma, the role you told us you were now in at the start of the show. So tell me about your new role, what you're doing. Give me a sense of what, what the role entails. I The role entails a opportunity for me to interact with members and corporate partners and help grow the association and allow the members to have more of a voice. The 
association has never had a business development role, maybe for the last five years. And so obviously I'm here to support our members and the corporate partners and grow the association. And I'm excited to work with Nate and Kelly because I've worked with them on the other side as a board member right. and obviously really in depth with them from conference last year. And so I am really excited to join the team and work with them in more detail. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really exciting. So in this role, what are your own aspirations? Cause that's the job description. Like that's, right. that's what you're right. supposed to do, but what are some of your personal goals and aspirations for the role? What are some of the hopes and dreams that, that sort of come with taking on this new, new job for you? I want to enhance the association by pushing up to the next chapter. We're currently in what Nate's calling the summer of change. And so I joined during the summer of change and we're automating a great deal of the processes that are behind the scenes. Thrive Sigma, your certifications, your membership, your registration for conference, how you register for an event, which I think is great. And once that gets all finished up, I'm looking forward to helping make the conference a huge success, Thread School, and then just finding offer, you know, benefits that help our members and enhances their businesses and help them grow. I'm just excited to talk to everybody and find out what they want to see us do. Yeah, it's a really, you know, I, I think everybody's aware that with the transition of a, and this has happened in the last year, transition from a longtime founder, executive director in terms of Bob Johnson, who was a really, you know, has been just such a stable force in the industry to a new wave of stuff happening. It takes a while to kind of get the machine, you know, with Nate Kelly in her new role as well, and then bringing you into the mix, I think is delightful. So what, and I, I sometimes think about this when you, when somebody takes on a new job that they, they kind of get in the, in the seat for a while and then they, they're active and they're engaged, but I believe you've been around it long enough now that what are some of the, not just your aspirations, but what are some of the things that you feel like are settling in and you're going, yeah, this is the right role. This is, this feels right already. What kind of things feel right already? The opportunity I've been given by Nate and the association is something I've looked forward to for a very long time. And I remember being at a conference, looking at the stage and seeing Angie on stage and going, there needs to be more women involved in this association. And if I can push for that from the other side, from the staff side, I'm excited to do that and work with this group. And, and what's funny is that our staff is 100% women outside right. of Nate. And so <laughs> if we can see that on the other side with our service members or our board members, et cetera, and see some you know, the next generation step yeah. up and take ownership of something that I think could be really great. Yeah. Well, I, I am actually thrilled for you. I've been a longtime fan and cheerleader of yours, Thank and you. it's really cool to see you moving into this particular role because it's actually funny. When I saw the announcement first come out on LinkedIn, I went, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. It's like, you know, sometimes the right person lines up with the right role and you go, of course, that's exactly where you were meant to be. Yeah. And the so support I've gotten from that announcement has been more than I ever expected. Yeah. And well, I, I just think it's so cool. You know, we, we kind of process through your journey, but it's just so delightful to see the culmination of all these years of service in this world being solidified in a role that feels like it's like a an absolutely great fit. So that's that's really delightful. So 
Is there anything else as we conclude our conversation that you want to share, you want to talk about? Is there anything you want to say to the audience? I realize we call this the Shred Coach podcast, but a lot of RIM service providers, record storage people also run shredding operations. And But is, is there anything else you want to ask them, say to them, request of them, encourage them, given your new role? Thank you for the opportunity you've given me to be on the, the podcast today. Uh, I've always, once you started, I was like, I have to get on. So now I have an opportunity. I think that at the end of the day, I generally care about our membership and I want to help them be successful. So I want to hear from them. If, you're, if you are listening, I want to hear your ideas. I want to learn from you and give you solutions that benefit the iSigma members and will benefit your business. We're here to help and support you. So how do people best connect with you? Is it calling the office? Is it emailing you? What's the, what's the best way to reach out to you if they, need, if they need to find Waldo or if they just need perspective on something? What's, what's the approach? They can absolutely email me at jgift at isigmaonline.org. Okay. And I will more than willingly give them a phone call and we'll have a conversation and I'll connect them with Waldo in Alaska or somewhere else, depending on what they're looking for. Beautiful, beautiful. So, Jenny, I want to say congratulations on this really cool new role you're playing at iSigma. Congratulations on such an amazing story. And, and from my perspective, I want to thank you for the roles you've played both at iSigma I've never really been involved in Arma like you you have been, but at the same time, I know the contribution you've made over the years. I know how many people appreciate your spirit, the way you look at things, the kindness and the approach that you deliver, the inclusivity that you represent. And so I really want to thank you for being being such an important person and in this industry and being exactly who you are, which is uh, just delightful. So thank you for being a part of it. I'm really excited that we've had a chance to talk today. Me too. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Make sure to visit TomAdams.com for executive coaching, advisory board services, podcasting, training, and more. And subscribe to our email list so you can have first access to brand new strategies, tips, and ideas from trusted shredding and business professionals.